Welcome to Life Skills for Kids, Superstar Practical Strategies, your go-to podcast for surviving and thriving with your children. I'm your host, Deb Hopper, and as a parent and an occupational therapist, I understand the reality of getting through each day with the kids. Join me as we delve into tips, tricks, and strategies that you can use today. Hi, and welcome to the Life Skills for Kids podcast. And today we have a very special guest back with us, um, Bonnie Marsh. And today we are talking about what speech pathologists wish that parents uh, knew. So, Bonnie, let's start with, you know, um, where did this concept come from? Where Where did these five points come from? Well, thank you for having me again, Deb. It's lovely to be here with you. The five concepts came, I was just thinking one day about, you know, as a speech pathologist, what would be if there was one thing I would share with a parent um, of a young child and my expertise is in that naught to five or six um, language development. So it's around families of really young children. But, you know, if there was one thing I could share with them, what would that be? And that the thought that I the thing that I felt was most critical for families to really understand is that communication starts at birth. So from the moment you have that baby, that baby, you are communicating with that baby and that baby is learning how to communicate, how to understand, you know, on how to grow, you know, how to learn words. So that starts right from the very, very, very moment they're born. And you'll remember when you first have your newborn and you get eye contact with them and they'll look at you and, you know, you can smile and they might, you know, they might smile or you might grimace and they might grimace. And so you've got this nonverbal interaction and turn-taking going on. That's conversation and communication. And then you've got, they'll, you know, then they'll, you might make a noise and they might make a noise back to you. And it's, it's just that real, that very beautiful turn-taking and connection that you can have with a newborn baby. So that is the beginning of learning to talk. So the thing that I thought, you know, is really critical was just knowing and understanding that that um, communication begins at birth. I certainly have had families say to me over the years, oh, we didn't say very much to them when they was a baby because they don't understand or they didn't, you know, like they kind of people don't think that there's a need to talk to the baby because the baby can't understand and talk back. And so, yeah, no, I'd like to just say that to me is the most critical thing. Then I reached out to my other speechy friends um, some of my dearest friends are also in the same area as me and just ask them what they felt would be the most um, significantly important thing for families to hear and to know. And I've got a range of different responses to that. Um, someone, someone said to just really understand that it's a marathon and not a race. And, you know, yes, there are developmental norms um, and, yes, they are, you know, they're important for us to have a bit of an eye on as children progress, but but that, you know, most kids and most of us get to school communicating um, and effectively getting our message across and then going on to learn to read, um, write and so forth. And so just kind of understanding that, you know, it's, it's not a race and it takes a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, another one said that having a support crew is really important so knowing you know when to get help if you need it but just having that having that group of support people around you um she felt was really important for families to just hear um the other one is that um to be conversational you know like it's not about it's not about um 
looking at people, but just really sort of engaging kids from a very early age into the um, ebb and flow of communication. And at the moment, there's certainly a lot of research um, out there and there's a lot of different organisations that are really promoting serve and return as for brain growth and brain development. And that is, and that serve and return happens again from the moment that baby is born. And effectively what serve and return is, it's like, it likens communication as a game of tennis. So if a, you know, if a baby serves something to you as a parent, so it might be in a newborn, they might just glance at something um, or a toddler might point at something that's their serve so with or without vocalization that's their serve so your return back is um you know you might if a baby had made a noise your return back might be the same noise if a baby said ah you might say ah back so that's a serve and return example of a a toddler pointed to the you know the caterpillar on the ground you might say oh caterpillar you saw caterpillar so that's your return so the fact that um learning to talk is a it's it's conversational and that serve and return we know from a neurological perspective is really critical for brain growth and brain development um and then the other one would be hearing matters like it's really important to just know that your child can hear and certainly I live in Queensland and in Queensland um all newborn babies are screened at birth and I think that the, 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 they're pretty good at getting pretty much nearly 100% of babies in Queensland screened for hearing, and that's looking for any permanent hearing loss, any permanent sensory neural hearing loss. So if, there's a, if your baby's born with a permanent hearing loss, then that should hopefully be picked up right at birth so that we can get all the um, support and the structure and everything you might need to support that baby's communication and neurological development from the very very beginning but for little people who get lots and lots of ear infections and there's certainly quite a large number of kids who do have frequent middle ear infections these guys get um they get like a like a like a they get like a mucus in their middle ear and that can actually cause them to have what's known as a conductive hearing loss so it's not permanent, but in the moment when that middle ear is full of gunk, and it's a bit like it's full of snot, like in when it's full of gunk, the sound doesn't get through as easily. So, so therefore, the hearing is can be reduced. Um, and and for some children, if they're getting this repeatedly for long periods of time, they're going to have what we know as fluctuating hearing loss, which might mean some days they might hear fairly well. And some days they might really struggle to hear. And so that fluctuating can cause difficulty in and of itself when things are sort of different all the time. But just, I guess it's just keeping an eye out for the possibility that your little one isn't, isn't hearing what you say. Because, you know, sometimes people will say they don't respond to me. I ask them things and they don't respond. Well, certainly sometimes that might be all sorts of reasons. They're really interested in what they're doing. Their attention is elsewhere. They don't have the receptive language, but it could just be they don't they don't hear you. So it's certainly a really easy thing for us to um, check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you can see your local audiologist and have a. In fact, your local um, GP may very well be able to do a hearing screening um, check. So maybe not the full thing, but just a, a screener to just see how things are looking. In you know, in that sort of first pass through. So mm-hmm. so talk to your GP. 
or your child health nurse if you've got any concerns or possible concerns about hearing. Yes, child health nurses are very important people in, and they're often the ones who can pick up things because they're seeing kids for the more regular Yes, yes, yes. And they have tools for doing the screeners. Like they, you know, a lot of, a lot of our child health nurses in Queensland, from what I understand, should have access to um, the ability to screen hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, it's not the same as a full audiology check, but it'll give you a bit of an idea. Yeah, yeah. So, I th- you know, I think it's just important that we know that they're hearing. So, they, yeah, so they would be the things that, you know, as a group we said, actually if families understood and knew this, that's really, really yeah. good. Yeah. And I totally agree. And, um, and you know, speaking about the early childhood nurses, that we often used to get referrals, you know, from them to our um, our baby clinic um, yeah. that I used yes. to work in. And um, and these are yeah, these are the things that the the team, like the OT and the speechy and the the physio, we would you know kind of would look at all these areas. Um, and you know, even in you know four to eight week old babies, you could. You could tell if something, you know, wasn't quite right, and you know, yep. we we could probably we could make an educated um, guess. You couldn't diagnose, um, no. but you know, even kids who might be on the spectrum, you know, when yep. they're two, we can, yep. you can see them the early morning warning signs. Yes, that's right. I, that's right. And then you can help families just adjust a little bit to how they might respond yeah. to to that child, and um, that can then help. You know, I guess. If things are going to start to progress in a normal way, that will start to happen. Yes, and sometimes they just need a bit of a boost or, mm. you know, encouragement to move in, you yeah. know, in different ways yeah. or, uh, you know, more um, animation, I guess, and facial expressions, you know, from the parents and adults yes. to get their attention and to, yes. in, you yes. know, to, to really encourage that serve and return communication. Yes. Yes, and certainly, you know, we're all, we're all human and we're all a bit different in how we like to interact with people as well and that's no different for your young children. So, you know, you've got the really sociable kids who are pretty easy in those early years because that's what they're seeking but then you've also got the little ones who are more of their own agenda so they're kind of interested in the things that interest them but not necessarily mm. things that interest you or, you know, or they might be quite shy or quite passive. So, you know, we bring to every interaction our own personality and that's there from the beginning as well. So so sort of understanding, sorry, sorry, but understanding how your child is mm-hmm. um, can be helpful in understanding what your expectations can and should yes. be. Yes. Yeah. So you've got the... the um the, the, you know, the, I guess the basic communication skills that, that they are developing, yep. the hearing, but there's also the sensory processing part. You know, are they oversensitive to bright lights or um, are they over um, oversensitive to, you know, to different touch and textures, like maybe like a hand touch or a light touch? Or yes. If you're doing some baby, you know, massage, sometimes that's way too much for the little nervous systems and they... Yeah. Um, they have like little meltdowns in their bodies because I just can't handle it. Yes, yes, that's yeah. that's right, Deb. And you wouldn't, you know, it's so hard, isn't it? Yes, that's something that you guys, um, with your expertise, would be able to to be able to discern between an unsettled baby for you know different reasons versus a baby who's actually currently feeling quite overwhelmed by yeah what's going yeah. on. 
yeah, hunger versus discomfort, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, the whole, um, you know, self-regulation, and, and I like your point about, you know, it's a marathon. Parenting is a marathon, not a race. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, so it, and so is development. Like so is yes. <laughs> child development. That's right. You sort of, you know, it's sort of, yeah, it just, it just takes time. Yeah, but it, it's hard to, you know, when, um, you know, um, com- communication might break down or communication might not develop, fa- you know, as fast as you would, you know, like or expect or yes. um, self-regulation. Like, there's, cause, you know, sleep and settling is part of self-regulation. Yes. Sometimes, and I think, yeah. Yes, and I think that I was just sort of thinking, Debbie, with OTs and speeches working together, why it works so well is, you know, to help a toddler so if you're helping a toddler understand, you know, how their body's behaving and how they might need to be able to regulate themselves to participate in whatever's going on, you know, then then it's the speech pathologist can be there supporting them and their family to sort of give them the words that they might need so that they can tell someone perhaps to stop or mm. that they want more or, you know, be able to give them that that power a bit over that environment so it's not just a manifests in a in a meltdown where everyone's crying and not able to use their words to be able to share what it might be that they're feeling like encouraging like you know really encouraging toddlers to understand and use feeling words Mm -hmm. um you know so so not just talking about what we see and giving them nouns but giving them giving them feeling words and and some you know some words that give them a bit of control like more and finished and you know, they're the good stop. Yeah, no, yeah, those ones. And then, and you, speech pathologists, are also, you know, um, amazing at helping, you know, parents and the team to figure out what kind of communication, um, mm. you know, um, strategies, you know, whether that's verbal or whether that's, you know, using yeah. some visuals and, yeah. you know, what kind of visuals, like do yeah. they need to have, like, photos of them doing it or yes. can they yes. understand stick people or can they understand yes. you know cartoon yes. kind of things yeah yes. so that's really yes. important. or do they need to use gesture or sign or you know yeah what way can they get their message across at speed yeah. yes yeah, yeah yeah so no it's really yeah it's, it's anyway it's it's interesting but yeah certainly I think you know things for people and parents to really know about I think they're things that are just just yeah nice to have in the back of their mind yeah great well these are really um five really important concepts so let's just recap on them so the first one was um communication starts at birth Mm -hmm. uh parenting and life and development for children is a marathon not a race yep um, so we need to, I guess in that concept too, we need to have rest breaks, you know, um, we yes. can't race yeah. at high speed all the time. Uh, number three was having a support crew around yeah. you. So yeah. that having, you know, mum's group, dad's group, you know, friends, professionals, if you, you know, if yep. They, yep. grandparents, teachers. Yeah. 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 Having that, that community and backup. Um, Teaching uh, conversational skills, yeah, um, including serve and return, return. yep, uh, and modelling that to children, and then making sure that um, that they're hearing, yep, is um, is going all right and getting help if not. 
That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just being mindful of it. And I certainly know, you know, you know, when kids are little and you might open a packet of chips or, you know, that's something that you know that they love and they're not in the same room as you and they come running in and saying, can I have some too? You know, that's probably a sure sign that they're hearing. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I love that. <laughs> but if they're turning the TV up and they're all there, or they're, um, you know, or they're kind of talking quite loudly to you or if they're just not responding to you when you're asking them questions, um, and trying to get their attention, then just know that it's worth just checking in with your child health nurse or your GP. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So, um, Bonnie, can you just uh, mention briefly where, where people can find you online and connect with you? Yep. Sure. So my website is www.smallconnectionsoronword.com.au. Well, actually just .com, sorry. Um, and then also, Deb, will you be putting a link to, I've developed a um, PDF of the typical milestones for communication development with some tips on how to support across the different ages. And that link will be in the, in the show notes. In the notes. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. yep. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well. So yes. So yeah, those places. Fantastic. Yeah. So grab, um, pop on and get to the show notes and download that um, freebie <laughs> from, Yes, that would be fantastic. Okay, thank, thank you so you. much, Bonnie, for coming on again. Thank you, Deb. No worries. Welcome. <laughs> I love it. Okay, bye. Thanks. Bye. So thank you so much for listening to the Life Skills for Kids podcast today, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the Life Skills for Kids podcast, providing you with superstar parenting tips and empowering you to be the rock in your child's life. Do you have an anxious child and feel overwhelmed and unsure how to help them? Check out my book, Teaching Kids to Manage Anxiety, Superstar Practical Strategies to help your anxious child move from fear and worry to confidence and peace. See you next time.